Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Earful of Fantasy podcast. My name is Liam Poach. Join with me, as always, is Chris Maitland. And a special guest joining us today, Aaron Castro, usually from the Earful of Dirt podcast, Talking Rugby. He's, he's here to talk a little bit of football because, well, he's an Arizona Cardinals fan and he's in a great I'm mood. Really Guys, how are you man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I would call myself a sufferer more than a fan. <laughs> um, well, I mean, yes. that remains to be seen this coming season. <laughs> yeah. Now, I like Aaron. I'm a sufferer, but unlike Aaron, I'm still suffering right now. He's got a he's got a bright, shiny new toy out there. Uh, the Bears have. Uh, let's see, Jimmy Graham, Robert Quinn, um, and now Nick Full. So great. Jimmy Graham is just. I mean, Jimmy Graham's not bad. If you, I don't think he's, he's eighty five. Yes, if this was 2013, I'd be thrilled. But he's not the case. He's dead. He's a fucking corpse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Nick Jim, Jimmy Graham hasn't even that been one of those like red zone easy. guys. Like he wasn't even a red no! zone guy like it, with for the Packers, which is something that you'd like to see out of old guys in, in like the twilight of the career. They're like, oh, he can't put up big numbers, but he's a red zone guy. No, that's still not Jimmy Graham. Bingo, bingo. And that's what he was in Seattle. His last year in Seattle, when he when he finagled this contract out of Green Bay, he got like 200 yards, but he got like 11 touchdowns. So he hasn't even done that in Green Bay. He's made like, I think he caught like 10 passes over his two seasons there. So uh, I'm very so, excited. You know, him and him and Trey Burton are going to combine to be the most the most overpaid and unproductive tight end duo in the NFL. It's it's terrific, and that's why I keep hearing Bears fans keep justifying. It's like, oh, Nagy's offense. It, it, the reason it hasn't really popped yet is because they don't have a tight end. We still don't have a goddamn tight end. So, and so I okay. understand that the position is thin. So you but got Jesus. Here's a good one. So you got um you got Nick Foles, but. I, that's not even the worst one I've seen so far. Case Keenum's deal with Cleveland got that, like eighteen that, million dollars. Yeah. Well, that's solid backup money, though. It's a similar playing 18 style. Eighteen million dollars. He I, I, I he I mean, he's, he's not going to be competing with Baker Mayfield for the starting he ain't position. That good. I, I would. No, no, man, you just no. you just find someone on the street bagging groceries. Like, I mean, that's the story about Kurt Warner, right? I mean, he yeah. wasn't bagging groceries. He was lightening it up in the arena league. And working part time in a grocery store, and that's why <laughs> that's you know. correct. So yeah, um, all right. So um, yeah, well, you guys got to j- jump the gun on the, on this one. We're starting off with quarter uh, with the quarterback I, I carousel starting to settle down. Yeah, yeah. Let's, as as let's, let's as, as, as Aaron uh, po- pointed out, Chris's Bears just acquired uh, Nick Foles uh, a few minutes ago in exchange for it's... a fourth round pick uh, from from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, every. You know, uh, the, the entire league kind of saw this coming, considering that uh, Minshew Mania is still red hot down in Jacksonville. He outplayed Nick Foles by a, yeah. a good, decent amount uh, uh, in, in, terms of statistics, in terms of statistics. We knew the Bears were going to want to bring in some uh, competition to push to push Trubisky or potentially replace Trubisky. What, uh, what uh-huh. do you guys think? Is, is Nick Foles is Nick, Nick Foles just, you know, uh, is, is he just in, in is he encouragement for Trubisky or is he a legitimate competition meant to replace him? I, I don't know. I like I, Nick I Foles got that, beat he... out by Drew Stanton at Michigan <laughs> State, uh, and then like had to somehow win the job at Arizona when he was in college. He played pretty well uh, in college under Mike Stoops, and uh, but outside of that magical year with Philadelphia, he's been a journeyman backup. Well, I mean, yeah, he he did have his chance that with he, the Rams to be a starter. He he's had his chance with the Jacksonville Jaguars to be a starter. Um, you know, he he had the, like like you said, he had that one magical year in Philadelphia, where twenty seven touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, until Tom Brady shattered that record. Uh, uh, back I think uh, I believe in twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, that he he had the highest TD uh, interception ratio in NFL history. Was, but like you said, it's never been like recreated anywhere else. Yeah, I think that was fourteen or fifteen. That was the Chip Kelly year. 
Falls his his initial run in Philly because he falls. That's the thing with Philly with Falls is that he had two runs two two runs in Philadelphia that were magical. Obviously, the second one was better because he won a Super Bowl out of it and got a statue. Um. So yes. So I will I will put my two cents <laughs> in on the matter now. Um. I literally when I came in before we started recording, I just exploded because I was I'm just like I'm that's all I can think about right now. I mean, we have an entire show talking about all sorts of other moves, but all I can think about is Nick Foles because it's my team. Now, do I think to answer your question, Liam, do I think he was brought in to push Trubisky? Yes, because they have him as fifth year option. They're looking at they're viewing him as a potential replacement, and he um, has a familiarity with Nagy's system and like he worked with Bill Lazor, their new offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, and John DiFilippo. Like this is a this is very much a system of familiarity thing. That's why they picked him up. So do you look uh, at and Foles, he, he also do you look at Foles as like a like guys who just keep getting jobs in some ways, like Josh McCown yes. and and Fitzmagic? Yes. Um, no, yes, the production except of Foles has. No, and Foles has except and Foles actually will is elevated above that because the reason he got so much money from Jacksonville is because he won a Super Bowl. So now, like you can look at him, he's now a Super Bowl champion, Nick Foles. Like he outdueled Tom Brady in a friggin' in a shootout of a game. Yeah, he's and that's what Foles. That's going to be his legacy forever. And it, but the the the, th- the issue with Foles is that he's had he's done nothing outside of Philadelphia. He's had opportunity after opportunity, and he's made nothing of it. I understand he got hurt in Jacksonville last year, but but he had an opportunity to come back when when after he got hurt and Minshew got the job right back because Foles sucked. And I don't, expect, I don't expect Trubisky. Yeah, it is. And, and the Bears have a. I mean, this is really just like it's like bringing in a a a, a, a friggin' porta potty to compete with your toilet. <laughs> I mean, they're they're two of the same things. I mean, it's just two uninspired oh. options and. If I don't know, it, it's just it's very disheartening, I, and it's it's so bears. It's I'm definitely so going to be bears. using that comparison I mean, in the future. <laughs> all right, uh, but yeah, but but moving on. So one guy the Bears were talking about potentially bringing in to try to push Trubisky or potentially replace him was Teddy Bridgewater. We know that that's not going to happen because the Carolina Panthers didn't even give Cam Newton the opportunity to clean out his locker before they were putting up the banner saying "Welcome Teddy." <laughs> Somebody got this Didn't they say, wrong. like, two weeks ago they were going to keep him, too? Yeah, exactly. And then they, they were like, oh, we've given him permission to seek a trade. <laughs> and then hey, man, hey, man, if you put that weird thought, if you, a message I don't on- even know how these children – I mean, y'all are kids, but I don't know how the kids out there know how to switch their font on the gram, but Cam Newton was like, – I couldn't even read it. Like, what? I, I think what? you would have summoned a dark demon if you did. Like, what, what it that? was a cryptic message, Aaron. Come on, it was supposed well, I know, to be. Cryptic. I know he said, Hey, this is your fault. It didn't happen maybe this way. It, it, but I don't there know. There was all sorts of nuance like, in that statement. Is, I mean, yeah, but any, anyway. Well, Teddy Bridgewater is joining the, the joining the Carolina Panthers on a three year deal worth roughly $62 million. That is so much money. Holy yeah, but at the same time, I, I think he deserves it. So five and zero, five and zero as the Saints starter. Seven seven touchdowns, the two interceptions. Money? He brought the Minnesota Vikings into in, oh. into the playoffs. Fourteen touchdowns, seven interceptions in that season. I don't know. I think I think, I think Teddy's a good quarterback. I I think that the fact like how I mean he recovered from injury. I think that he could have started somewhere last year and didn't need to be with the Saints. I I think he's. I don't know what it is with the Petrino quarterbacks of for a very long time have been kind of discounted. If you look at Bridgewater, you look at, you know, um, Jamal Jackson in, um, that's right. Did I, did well, I say well, well, Lamar, Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar going Jackson all the way back to, to like Brian Brom. Uh, way back in the day, that that's when you, Dave Rangone, yeah, former so, so, quarterback coach of the Bears. Yeah, so like just, just go all the way back with some but, of these guys. But, uh, they just, there's a rich legacy of LA, of Louisville quarterbacks. Yeah, they, they, I mean they play, they, they're pretty good. But if you look at Lamar Jackson, what he's done, Teddy Bridgewater, a bit sort of the same. I mean, in college, these guys just tossed the rock around. I mean, you may think they're runner, you may think yeah. they run, but like they pass a lot. Not br- like, Bridgewater is not the same runner. Bridgewater is not a runner But I think as a no, Bridgewater passing, is not a runner. No, Bridgewater, Bridgewater is is incredibly, incredibly not unmobile. I know that's not no. a word, but whatever. Like he he can't he struggles to move. Like he kind of just stands back there, which is whatever. He, he moved around. He in is, college, no, him and Lamar are not the same type of player at all. No, 
at all. Like, I, 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 so I would put Bridgewater in the outs because the I would say the the I'm talking about route trees, but the passing game at Louisville was pretty complex for years. And I, sometimes I think complexity in offensive systems in college can be a detriment to players in the NFL. I'm, I don't know. But Bridgewater getting another starting job, good for him. Cam, I don't think there's a big market for him, honestly. I, I was just going to say, no, say that right now. So you look at the teams that are looking for a quarterback right now. Obviously, you know, Miami could potentially be in there. The Chargers. Char- yeah, Chargers, but at the same time, this, this uh, coaching staff seems pretty firmly behind Tyrod Taylor. Although Cam Newton and yeah, Tyrod's Tyrod, style are pretty, are pretty similar, it's just about you know durability. Also, due to the coronavirus, uh, teams aren't able to get uh, met, met, uh, accurate medical reports from team doctors. So, and considering uh, Cam is still coming off surgery, and he's he was expected to be uh, uh, rehab wise to be ready there by June. Um, but at the same time, you know, facilitating a trade is that much harder by, uh, due to the fact that they can't get these medical yes. reports. So and, and I think an outright release that, for Cam Newton is way more likely. Yes, and I, I think that's going to dampen his market because I think that's, is that that's why the Bears specifically targeted Foles is because they they're, there's a possibility there's no offseason practice because of the coronavirus. And Foles is a guy who completely knows the system in Chicago. See now that co- and and with with the Chargers, like why are you going to bring in like a non rookie when you already have Tyrod there who knows the system and is a veteran and is basically the, more or less the same as any other guy you're going to get on the trade market in terms of offside. Newton, now you know what's an interesting possibility for Cam, the Redskins, because that is that's his entire old coaching staff, and they're the Keenum just just walked out of there. So you you got Haskins who was awful last season, and Cam's only only has one year left of this deal. So he is. He, I think the Redskins really the only team that makes sense for, for Cam Newton. Based, based like Liam said, I don't think he's going to have much of a market. I think with a market for a trade. I don't know what the Panthers would want for him. I really like. Obviously, I, he's, I, a, I'm, I'm I he's a valuable asset, but I don't think the market for a trade is going to be that high. I think if you look at the Redskins, sure, uh, you know Rivera will flip a six rounder. To like, to, yeah, I, mean, I think that's all it's going to get. If you're I mean, trying to get look, assets, I think that's all you're, gonna need. you're not going to get much. I, I don't do you think, think. Do you think no, the Carolina but, Panthers would take on some of that salary, though? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I, I think, think they, they would be. Honestly, you're going to need to sweeten the pot to get rid of a guy with a friggin' bum shoulder when you don't know when the hell it's going to be able to get examined. I mean, Cam, Cam, he's got bum shoulder, bum foot, and you don't know when the hell you're going to be able to get him in for a physical. The Carolina's going to have to eat some of that contract. And I think the Redskins are – that's a no-lose move for the Redskins. You can get it for a sixth or a seventh probably. And it's not about – and also the Redskins are – they have they have the second overall pick. They're, they have ample, like, opportunity I mean, to Carolina restructure. Carolina owes him under that contract right now. They they already owe him money. So – They, like, they do, the but he has – I think he has like six, fifteen, sixteen million dollars left, or something like that. But that, that's like fake. I don't know how much that is in guarantees because obviously, you know, NFL contracts are full, are stuff full yeah. of fake money. So they, they might be trying to get I this trade Carolina done quickly too, because um, I, you know, the, there's you know the lead new, new league gears at four p.m. So some money might get locked in at that point if he's still on the roster. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes teams do it. You know, two or three days after the league new year. It's, well, they you know, cut him. They, they if they cut him before. Uh, I guess an hour and change from now, uh, then they're going to owe him a bunch of dead money. So, which sucks for their payroll. But I think that, I think the dead money has already went into effect because that's the thing. Jacksonville, even though they got rid of Foles, has like 18 million dead cap on there. Well, they still, their, cause they, he's uh, still on their roster. So it's season. still, it wouldn't be dead. It will be dead pretty soon. Um, but I yeah, think that, if they don't eat, if they don't eat part of that contract in a trade uh, and they cut him, they will, they will have to eat a significant chunk of that contract. I think Carolina isn't going to get a lot of assets back uh, sixth or seventh rounder and maybe a couple million on that contract to, to get rid of him or you cut him because yeah, you know, that's care. really, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think they'll, they'll take whatever they have the problem. Yeah. They'll, they'll take whatever they can get, I think. Yep. So an, an, another quarterback who might be displacing another uh, former uh, incumbent starter, Philip Rivers, to sign a one-year $25 million deal with the Indianapolis Colts, pushing uh, last year's starter Jacoby Brissett, uh, presumably to the side. Jacoby Brissett is due about, uh, I think, 12 or $13 million this year after signing a two-year extension with the Colts after Andrew Luck's retirement. 
So what what do you guys think? Do you, do you think Jacoby Brissett is going to start this season as a very expensive backup, or do you think he's going to be seeing uh, another team this year? Oh, I, th- I think he's on the bench for sure. Uh, this is a one-year deal. It's sort of like a Hail Mary uh, in the same way that Elway did with Peyton Manning. I'm not saying that uh, Phillip Rivers couldn't do the same thing. In fact, I think he could, but that roster isn't good enough to facilitate that. So – like, I, I don't mean, understand the move. Indianapolis, for, has, for Indianapolis has a really good offensive line. Uh, th- th- you know, obviously they have um, Qu- uh, Quentin, um, Qu- uh, Quentin Nelson. They just, uh, they, they have, hey, uh, Quentin, what's up, man? Quentin I, Nelson. some stuff on the offensive side of the ball, yeah. but that defense is still kind of. Also, outside of T.Y. Hilton, who really is, you know, Paris Campbell? Is Paris Campbell going to make the year two jump there, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's to be determined. Who knows? But I think the move makes a lot. Now to answer your percent question first, I think it's, I think he basically, I think that he has enough upside and, and is they and they have enough cap space to keep him if they want as his rivers on a one year deal. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they dumped him because percent really, I think he's a high floor, low ceiling quarterback. I think he's a, a smart, efficient guy with ball, but he doesn't take a lot of chances. He holds on to the ball forever. And he's there's enough of a sample size to prove that he's not going to like really get much better. Hey man, and plus most, Frank Reich most Super Bowls are run by high floor, low ceiling quarterbacks. Okay. Just just gonna just gonna put that out there. Just ask Trent Dilfer the ultimate high floor low ceiling quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. So but I think Rivers is in an, is a I think it's a brilliant deal because Rivers I think obviously he's getting he's getting near the end of the, his contract and it's a one year deal like let's see if it works out so it gives Indy basically another year to stall with trying to get a quarterback long term like I think but, I think Rivers will make them competitive enough to be a decent enough football team and if he if he works out they can give him another like they can they can continue to like Drew Brees it like do it like two in one or two year chunks until. Until he's reaches the end of the line, or they could say, "Thanks, thanks, Philip. We tried it, and we'll we'll uh, we'll accept our high draft pick and uh, get get the get our quarterback in the future." Do you think they're going to be jumping into the QB market uh, in the NFL draft this year, or do you think they're going to push it off till next year? I mean, uh, I think they're going to jump year into the QB market every year. Just take a sign, you know, a UDFA, sign, take a seventh round pick, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, every team they could. I mean, like I mean, you could stumble. Yeah, you and you could end up stumbling into a guy like Jacksonville did with Gardner Minshew last season. Who knows? But I think Indy is is in kind of no man's land in the middle of the first round, and I think that they have enough. They 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 need to invest in the defensive side of the ball and maybe some more res, receivers. Definitely. So I, I, I don't think, think they're going to. Tra- they were going to. No, no, they, they, tra- they were going to no, get. Into they the traded their first round pick. You idiot. Duh! They got DeForest Buckner. So oh yeah. First round pick this year. So yeah. Duh. So, they, that, they, they, we, so we no. So no. They will absolutely will not be drafting a quarterback this year. They will not. So I mean, if if they wanted to get into the quarterback Fine. market this year, I think it's one of the deepest in the last say five or six years, given that Tua's like. Oucha. So I mean, you've got so like Her- five I mean, guys. Her- Herbert Better. Burrow and two are the are the guaranteed first rounders at this point. Eason and Love remain yeah. to be seen. There's, and there's a lot those of the yeah th- those are two people that the Colts could potentially be in play for in, in later rounds if those guys fall out of the first. Because remember, there was talk about Connor yeah. Cook and Dak Prescott going in the first round when stuff was getting really crazy back in that. Oh draft. boy, do I remember that Connor Cook. T- yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Uh, Jordan Love, I've seen I've seen mocked everywhere from the middle of the first to the end of the third. Because like no one can get a read on that kid whatsoever. Yeah, where's the love, man? So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But but I, I think I think Rivers honestly I like the River signing a lot. And I think that he, I think he knows Reich's offense and I think and he has an excellent offensive line which puts it was it honestly will be uh a great reprieve after getting assaulted with the Chargers in the past few seasons. And T.Y., I, I still, he obviously has got some durability problems, but I think T.Y. is still a top-end talent. And Zach Pascal showed flash some a, a little bit next year, last year, I should say. Who knows? They might still bring back Eric Ebron. Who knows? So they, like that, that offense could be okay. Eric Ebron's having a tough market right now just because he elected to have surgery at the end of last season. And now there's this whole coronavirus yeah. thing, again, preventing people from getting medical reports. So, yeah, a big tight end with a lot of red zone capability um, still in the free agent market. You, I, I, I would have expected him to be signed, right, signed already uh, under normal circumstances. But, you know, needless to say, these are not normal circumstances. Um, so, I guess I think we're in terms of the quarterback carousel, we're on to one more name. 
That's uh, it's really the most exciting name of all, though. Yeah, of course. And uh, obviously, I'm talk. We're talking about Case Keenum going to the Browns. Um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. So Tom Brady signed uh, what is expected to be a two-year deal worth thirty million per with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he, he's also expected to be paying Chris Godwin for the right to wear number 12 uh, as well as on his jersey because the, it, imagining Tom Brady in a new in a new uniform is one thing. Imagining him with any other no, other number than 12 is it, it, it is just a whole other thing. So, hey, man, but what if he wanted to make it a whole chat? You know, Tom Brady, number 12 was, was, uh, Tom Brady. was Patriots Tom. Now he's gonna be number. Now he's gonna be number two. This is no. This or is be marketing. This is all marketing. TB yeah. and TB, all marketing. Right. TB and TB. <laughs> uh, oh God, I, I, you know Bruce Arians. He's gonna open so many TB West Coast. Facilities. I mean, Bruce, like Bruce. You look at what Bruce did with the quarterbacks he had here in Arizona. I, I think you know that he's gonna. He'll, Tom Brady will throw for another forty five hundred yards, and they'll probably win nine or ten games and go decently deep in the playoffs. Don't think it's a Super Bowl, but they will look good for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think this is a real flip of the coin here. Whether or not it's going to, it's it's going to end horribly, or it's or it's going to end very well. And I think a big a big part of it has to do with how. Uh, Godwin and Evans adjust to playing with Tom Brady because they've been they've been doing this aired out hail mary on 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 all on the first three downs on every single play with Jameis Winston the last few years. Now there's there's going to be a lot more expected out of them in terms of running routes and getting out of their breaks and reading defenses on their own. Uh, you know, also uh, Tom Brady somebody who's going to be able to adjust at the line, so they're going to be, need to be especially aware uh, after the uh, getting out of the huddle. It's it's going to be a whole new. Uh, kind of thing to gel with. And we saw last year with the Browns having two elite receivers on the outside does not equal immediate uh, success. Although, you know, to, to compare Brady and Baker Mayfield, you know, is obviously, you know, but uh, not even potato, potato, it's like potato cabbage. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah way, way to go on that, on that comparison. But yeah, no, I'm, 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 most excited to see uh, how, how the run game responds in Tampa Bay, whether or not they're going to go after anybody else in the draft or in free agency. Because Ronald Jones, uh, he caught, I think, about uh, just under 30 passes last season, which is good from a Brady perspective. But I think they, you know, he's not he's not on James White's level where, you know, on, on third down, especially, oh, uh, you know, in, no. in, in, you know in, in clutch time. Uh, Brady needs that guy who, who, uh, who we can rely on in the passing game as well as the running game. Yeah. Now, see, I, I think it's a very it, – I'm with you, Liam. I think it's a complete – I don't think this is a guaranteed slam dunk. That's why I keep hearing, like, oh, man, like Tampa. Like, like I think in Vegas, like, Tampa's already, like, the number one, like, like Super Bowl favorites now, which I think is insane. Because, first off, that here's something we need to remember. Not get any Tom Brady's going to be 43, exactly. And this that defense sucks. And if you think if you've watched Tom Brady play the last couple of years, he has not been the not the not the score thirty points, hang thirty points on the board type of guy. So if you're expecting Tom Brady to win friggin' shootouts every week at forty three, you're out of your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so hey that's man, also too good. Not only is Brady, not only yeah, he, yeah, he yes because because Todd Bowles rushes him twenty thousand times a game and he gets eighteen sacks out of it. Yeah, it's crazy. That's another thing we need. We need to set. I'll, I'll go on. A, I'll tirade about that later. But uh, maybe I don't know. That's a whole separate thing. I don't want to get derailed right now by the <laughs> how sack how sacks can be deceiving. Uh, anywho, so also Arians is going to have to adjust his scheme to Brady. That's something about like yeah, like yeah, Brady's got to adjust. But Arians' whole thing is no risk it, no biscuit. Throw the ball downfield. Like Tom Brady cannot do, get, cannot do that. And mm. you're going to have to completely change he, your he, philosophy. He can to give you a few biscuits. Tom Brady. Get, Tom Brady can yeah, give you a few Tom biscuits. Brady, Tom Brady did not have a great arm when he was when he was thirty three, let alone forty three. Like arm strength is not his is not his bag. His deep balls often are very ugly, especially now. So Arians is going to have to put it that way. Yes, but you but you're going to Arians is going to have to completely change his philosophy to and again like that's why I don't think they're I don't think they're compatible. I really don't. And. Mike, I, 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 but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just I Profes- just don't professionally. See- I think they are. I think in terms of you know behind the scenes, I think Brady and uh, Arians are going to gel very well schematically. Yeah, is, I mean, is where the is where the, dis- is the discrepancy. I agree because I think Arians is obviously is not going to treat Tom Brady like he like friggin' Winston or any or Carson Palmer or anything like that. He's going to obviously respect 
that Brady's going to want to bring in his term and aisle. It's just a matter of like, can Arians, can, can Arians adjust his team to fit that? And I'm not confident that he can. Also that offensive line sucks. And yeah, that, Tom, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Tom Brady still plays with a brace around that knee that he, that he tore back uh-huh. in, uh, back in like, 2008. Tom Tom's gonna have to really get on the get on those resistance beds to endure the friggin' beating that he's gonna take. Cause maybe he, he should he stop have, uh, even like, eating that weird diet and get some red meat. Pliability, even man. He's pliable. Year. Exactly. But even last year with friggin' Marshall Newhouse on at left tackle, their the Patriots line was significantly better than Tampa's. Outside of Ali Marpet, that line sucks. His new left tackle is Donovan Smith. Who blows? Because unlike Marshall Newhouse, is a journeyman who was in there as a desperation. Donna Smith is their franchise left tackle, and he fucking stinks. So get excited for that. Get excited for that horrible blindside protection, Tom. You know, it, it, and Ryan it, it, Jensen, it, it, one of the worst free agent signings in recent memory. It, it, it's too bad that so, yeah. TB. It's too bad that, that Tampa Bay didn't, you know, make a play for somebody like Jack Conklin uh, early on in free agency to try to entice yeah. Brady. I mean, I, it obviously didn't matter to him a whole lot, um, but. You know, so all right. So one person we can't can't not mention in, in this whole scenario getting displaced by Tom Brady, because as Tom walks in the door, Jameis Winston is going to be walking out. Now, true, he he might get he might get you know in, intercepted by somebody in the lobby on the way because that's just what Jameis does. Leaving Tampa Bay. Public Bay. security is how you're referring to. Public ever, security. Was Jameis ever good in Tampa Bay? I, I mean. We've Depends watched him for a few years. That's to be determined. You know, he, hasn't he, hasn't he, stolen any crab legs of late. But outside, that we know of that, there was he's been certain, kind of a certain games. He was electric. Yeah, there were certain yeah, drives, well, certain games perfect. where I was like, I had him on my fantasy <laughs> team, and I had like a buy and put him in there, and he gets you thirty five points. And then the next week, you're thinking, you know, I'll keep him, and he gets you five. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, can. because he throws five Listen, interceptions in that game. He, he is the single most erratic quarterback that I've ever seen play the game, and that's not hyperbole. What, you what, do not know what you're going to get from him on a throw by throw basis, and I understand there are other guys that are like that, like that. I mean, even Jay Cutler was that way, and but like. It's nothing like Winston. Winston is the dictionary. There is no more perfect description of a gunslinger than Jameis Winston in the history of the league. Like he makes James Brett Favre. He's not a gunslinger. He's a mortar slinger. He, he's a catapult. Yes. He's, you know, That's medieval correct. catapult. Is... You're right. You, you, you put it, I've heard you put it that way before on these airwaves, and that's that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah, so what is Jameis Winston's market? I, so I, I think – I'm just going to say right now, I don't see a starting position for him withholding injury, withholding, it, withholding an unfortunate injury yeah. to, an, to an established art starter somewhere in the league. Maybe in that instance, Jameis could be a uh, – could, could be an enticing target. Uh, you know, at that point, it might need to be a trade because I think he's going to sign with somebody in the next few weeks. I think people keep on – Keep on, uh, you know, hammering New England and Jameis Winston together, and I just don't see it. Um, especially, I, I don't see it from a rational football standpoint. Where I do see it from is Bill feeling spiteful. <laughs> I can see Bill has signing him. No, that's the thing. I, I think Winston. Not gonna I think happen. Winston is on is on one year proven Not deal situation. I don't think like no team is going to be comfortable making him a starter. You don't. I mean, yeah, especially after he's probably, had the first. I wouldn't be surprised if Jamie stays there as a backup because to be the and, backup. Oh yeah, no. for sure. Because it's Tom Brady, and I don't think the I think the market for him as a backup is much less than Cam Newton's market as a starter. Uh, if you look at, uh, and it's definitely not New England. They're going Jarrett Stidham and drafting a fifth round pick. They're not signing <laughs> like. I'm serious. I, I, I look at. Look I don't at think. What, I don't think Belichick's. Belichick's not going to be comfortable having two young quarterbacks on the roster. I, Absolutely I, not. I, no I, I, I'm uh, jumping on the Andy Dalton bandwagon. I mean, Jared Stidham's just sure. as old as I, Jamie's Winston, so it'll be Jamie's Winston. And it ain't even going to be spite because guess what? Bill don't deal with idiots. I mean, if you I, I look think, at Randy Moss, think, the, the second biggest idiot of all time other than uh, – He signed Antonio Brown last season. <laughs> he doesn't give two shits about character. Yeah. Right. If they're When they're not quarterbacks. I'm not sure, but I, I, I mean, don't yeah, Aaron, know. Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez from the grave tells me everything we need to know about character 
and Bill caring about talent when they're not quarterbacks. Yes, but I agree with Liam. I think Andy Dalton is the most logical target for the Patriots at this point in time. But I think Winston, I was I, I, I wouldn't be stunned if they signed him just for spite purposes because Bill is a petty motherfucker, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, "All right, Tom, I'm going to beat you with the guy they were with, with your with the old Tampa quarterback." I wouldn't be that wouldn't stun me. However, I think Josh McCown. I, 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 I unlike now, Aaron, I have to disagree with you. I think Winston will be a very in demand backup option. I think if you take starters money off the table for Winston, I think he's a very he's because the he has flashed before and somebody will think, "Hey, I can turn this guy around. I can literally get him." Now, I here's every every GM, every coach thinks they can they can uh they can tame that horse. Of course. Uh, fix um, that, fix Winston that, was the number one. That bad he was, yes. Oh. And he was the number one pick in the draft. He's flashed He's done. He's done some positive things on the field to that that aren't interceptions. So that's hey, even though interceptions oh. are, his, are his mo, he has he has made some plays. So, he's 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 thrown TDs. So I think he's going to have a robust market on the backups. I so, think anybody. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants took a look at him. I wouldn't be surprised if the if the, if the Cowboys. Redskins took a look at him. I wouldn't. Uh, it, it's Cowboys would be, be interesting. Cowboys. I, I think Jerry is going to be licking his chops over Wayne uh, over James's potential. What, we saw. Uh, we saw James. Yeah. Uh, also, I think we saw uh, we saw McCarthy take a risk with um uh with uh what what's his name second round pick for the Browns that is already irrelevant. Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, Deshaun, yeah Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser. And then they had that other quarterback before Deshaun Kaiser, who was basically the same guy. Uh, Red Hundley. Yeah. Yeah. Brett oh, Hundley. Yeah, so Hundley. My guy. I watched. Man, Brett he's Hundley better than. I mean, he's better than Deshaun Kaiser. Brett, Brett I will Hundley say that. can play, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never understood why, how Brett Hundley really didn't get a shot, at, not like as a starter, but being a late, late pick in that draft. I was like, based on who the quarterbacks were in that that, that year, I was like, this is stupid. But, I mean, that happens with that quarterbacks, right? You, you, have mid, you have guys that are probably second-round picks that just fall to the bottom. Uh, you know, like you have the rush at the top and then everyone else falls. But I, yeah, I mean, Brett, you also have guys that are third round picks that end up who should be, who should be third or fourth round picks that end up uh, first round picks like uh, Christian Ponder. Quarterbacks is like awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a disaster. <laughs> I, I, I don't envy GMs. I do not envy GMs. Uh, it's borderline impossible to do. So, yeah, I I, I think Jamie says a job, but I, I just ugh. It, it's going to have about, to be a deal. Pittsburgh? It's gonna have to be a deal that makes it's sense. Pittsburgh's an intriguing man. option, Pittsburgh, but at the same, not bad. I, I think they like Duck Hodges though. Duck definitely did better than Mason Rudolph Brent. last year. But that, but that is like that is the faintest praise you could possibly throw because he didn't throw nineteen <laughs> interceptions per start. Also, he, he's great for marketing. You, he's you like that, that's 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 better either. than Mason he, Rudolph. And, uh, I mean, exactly. And Mason they, Rudolph bad they, for marketing they, unless they, you they, talk about a team that needs to draft a quarterback. Like, and I think Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, and I think Pittsburgh, but they traded their first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick this year, so I think that they're gonna also gonna wait till next year. Yeah. It's tank for if Trevor. They don't season, take a shot the, the tank for yeah. Trevor watch is officially on. Yeah, but I, I think Pitt, Pittsburgh now now Pittsburgh obviously I think uh with the whole Antonio it says they're just coming out of having Levy on Bell and Antonio Brown. I think they might be a little hesitant to uh take a crack at Winston, but I think he would make a lot of sense from, from a football standpoint. <laughs> All right, so that is essentially the gist of the QB carousel. Obviously, uh, we're waiting for a few more pieces to fall. Winston's probably the most intriguing of, of all of those options. Uh, however, that those aren't the only positions uh, that, that have been filled. Uh, we definitely need to talk about the, uh, the wide receiver market uh, or the trade market, uh, rather. So, Aaron, I know you've been bursting to talk about this oh. all show. The Houston Man. Texans sent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins along with a fourth-round pick to the uh, Arizona Cardinals in exchange for uh, David Johnson and a second-round pick in this the is, 2020 NFL Draft. And there's, a, there's a change coaches, on top of that as well. This is why you don't give coaches the ability, like, full control of personnel. Good Lord. Uh, like, yep. yeah, because like, they make emotional decisions based on spite and bad correct. feelings. I don't even know what I don't even know what uh-huh. this decision is about because if you listen to De- like you'd think DeAndre Hopkins would say a bunch of bad shit, but everything that he has said, like publicly, has been like I I was really caught unaware. We didn't have a bad relationship. This is just strange to me. I mean, which which says 
one of two things or both that uh, they didn't have a good relationship and he's very keen on maintaining his image or Bill O'Brien um, had a bad poop one day and said, <laughs> maybe I should get David Johnson in a ham sandwich for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, so because got, it's 2016, like, right? He got a second round pick, but I mean, David Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Really? He had, like he was a great running back for two years and just has uh, that injury did not like he's not back. He's not he's not DJ. Did, the way yeah, we saw like, him here. Did it, like oh at least we got did, DeAndre did Hopkins Bill, has Bill, Bill Brian watched me, right? has highlights recently of David Johnson. Um, David Johnson looked like he needed a um, walk. I think he was watching Kenyon Drake's um highlights. And got got like, him mixed that up. That guy. I want that guy. Yeah. He still Which he could have gotten both free. The tape got all jumbled. Both free. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and um, here, here's the stupid thing. This is this is Arizona in a nutshell. Like, you can get a lot of running backs that do what Drake did if you're going to have three running backs on the roster. And so we got DeAndre Hopkins because Kime drafted like five wide receivers last year and all of them suck. Uh, you don't like Andy Isabella? Yeah, no. He's <laughs> short sure talking slow. about him on the of U.S. Amherst. Uh, yeah, and, and like – so getting Hopkins for what he did is great, but why did we franchise Kenyon Drake? Uh, uh. Well, well, they transition tagged him. They tra- they didn't franchise. Oh, they, they didn't franchise. Really? Okay. And that's a little bit better. And that just goes to show you, if you're doubting the tagging of Kenyon Drake, that means that you really are not used to greatness in Arizona, and you want to push it out the door. I mean, Don't make the same uh, mistake the Dolphins did. I, I mean, Drake was good, but. Uh. Not you, not so much that you trust me. Transition tag him. Transition tag him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, at, at least yeah, we can tag match an offer any from tag, any team and decide whether it's worth it. For Drake, Drake was not is not a adequate usage of a diminishing asset, which are your tags. Right, you got two tags, and you got now, players. Only one tag to. now due to the new CBA. So there's the, only one tag. Also the, the transition tag more or less turns Kenyon Drake into a restricted free agent. So if you have nobody that you feel like franchising, it makes complete sense. So I think basically, I think they're, I think how they're playing it right now is basically if Drake, if someone blows Drake away with an offer and they're like, okay, like that's too much. They'd be like, okay, fine. But if they feel like, if they feel like it's a reasonable number, they'll bring him back, which I think is the right way to play it. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering that they have only have Chase Edmonds is currently their highest uh, running back on still on the roster. I wouldn't be. I fully expect them to bring uh, back Drake if it's not a completely insane number. All right. So another but, team that but, just no, no, but sorry, no, so sorry. I have to. I have to have a thought. Yeah, yeah. No, no, talk about D-Hop, It's just sorry. how the hell when you're Bill O'Brien, you have a guy who's about to turn twenty. I think uh, he's 20. He's about to turn 28. He's in the prime of his career. Six-time All-Pro receiver. You have Deshaun Ethan Watson playing quarterback, and you decide that you want to let this guy out the door when your number two and three receivers are the bad hamstring boys in Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What about Bill O'Brien's ability as a personnel person has made giving you any confidence since he's been the Nothing! Nothing! Absolutely nothing. I mean... Getting, no, getting, getting, Deshaun Watson. getting Tunzo could be seen as an as an okay move, but at the same time, because they gave they up a whole treasure tackle. chest of picks for him, and they could definitely have, have kept uh of of just kept Trent Brown. Or not sorry, not Trent Brown. Um well um uh, sorry, Dwayne who, who Brown. They, Dwayne like Brown. they traded Dwayne Brown two years ago, who is getting older, but he's played very well in Seattle when he's been on the field. Last year he was he was banged up, didn't play a lot, but he was excellent before that. And Tunsil, but at least the Tunsil trade is somewhat justifiable as an overpay, but at least he's like a young left tackle and that's a position of need. The Clowney trade was a hilarious because they got nothing back in return. However, that move looks genius because at least Clowney didn't want to play there. Hopkins, We're under contract great. for several yeah. years. Hopkins was was under contract for several years. And you and he says, Hey, I'd like a little, I'd like some more money. And Bill O'Brien's like, You're out of here, bud. Get go. Now <laughs> I ship you to Cleveland if they had the cat room. That's like, and it's not like Steve Kimes, like this, like brilliant executive. He probably got the call and was like, "You want what for DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> Sign me up." You mean to tell me you can get me out of David Johnson's god awful contract and I get DeAndre Hopkins in return? And all you want also is a second round pick? Are you friggin' kidding me? 
He, I don't think he's probably ever said yes to anything faster in his, in his entire career as an executive. Like, you got to be kidding me. And, like, can you imagine being Kyler? What, like, it, whoever let Kyler Murray know, but it must have been like, Kyler Murray, no way he believed that call. It's like, yeah, oh, you got to right. Hopkins. Totally like, thought it was huh? a joke. What? Now, from hey, a what, fantasy what perspective, I think for now, this is a fantasy show in the regular season. I think Kyler Murray is will be will ascend to QB one status now with Hopkins. He has to. I mean, this is absurd. I mean, considering his number one receiver last year was the line before we uh, with, before we with with, with with Hopkins with Hopkins in Houston. Yeah, appreciate with Hopkins in Houston yeah. when he had a healthy Will Fuller. I just, he, he avoided some of the double teams. Who? The, it's not. It's not like the rest of the Cardinals' wide receiver core. Thirty-nine-year-old exactly Larry Fitzgerald is gonna. Is, hey, is, is hey, gonna still attract some coverage. Fitz is great, man. Slot no, receiver. He, he'll, he'll get his you age, seventy-five he, catches. He's still productive. He'll get you now, seventy-five catches. However, Christian Kirk played okay before he got hurt last season. Kirk, so it's possibly like Kirk, something. But I definitely don't like and, Isabella right now. Who knows yeah. with Isabella and Akeem Butler missed all last season. I loved Isabella coming out of college. He's work in progress. We'll see. I don't know. I have no idea. He obviously did nothing last season outside of a couple plays. So it's going to really be up to Kirk to see if he can draw some guys off, off of freaking coverage. But I think regardless, Hopkins has played. Kyler Murray is already, probably, is already the second best quarterback uh, DeAndre Hopkins has ever played with, <laughs> which is remarkable because I don't know what the hell Kyler Murray is going to be. <laughs> so... I, I, who knows? But it, it just trading a receiver in their prime when makes an app and getting that in return makes no sense, especially when you're going to move on to the next guy. What they got in return for that guy? Yeah. All right. So looking at a slightly similar situation, ex- except when when we talk about the bounty received for this player, you don't have a slight aneurysm. Stephon Diggs was traded to the Buffalo Bills in exchange for a round one pick, a round two pick, a round five pick, and I think. I, 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 I don't think it might have been a back rub there or something. I think it was, I think I it was a one, four, and a six. I think it was a one, four, and a six. I think it was a one, four, or five, and a six, I believe. Yeah, it, it, it was four draft picks. It, so it, it, was it was a pretty hefty bounty. Only, um, only one top three round pick, but it was a first round pick this year. And then I think, I don't remember what years. I know there was a 20 with 21 pick in there somewhere. But regardless, that's because unlike in, in Houston, Rick Spielman is a legitimate executive. And he got on the phone and said, "This is what we with with." He got on the phone with Brandon Bean in Buffalo and said, "Yeah, this is what we want for Diggs." And they were like, "Okay, fine, we'll pay that." Well, that's Diggs another. Is a that's a, Buffalo is another coach-led personnel organization. No, and, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Oh, oh, Brandon, you no. want to talk? Well, you want to talk? Brandon Bean when has they, a when they reorganized their the entire roster. organization and fired their last GM. They had the coach first, and then they hired the GM. I mean, they have a GM. That does GM shit, they do. but coach has yes, they do. greater say. Well, the coach has a lot of say, but McDermott isn't by himself. No, no, that's no, the no, problem. No, no. And he's not a no one answers to it's Bill O'Brien. Like, like I'm fine with all. the coach having a say in personnel. Like when you live the, like, when you give them, when you make the coach judge, jury, and executioner like you do in Houston, then you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm just saying it's like. I think the GM does stuff in in Buffalo, unlike the unlike Houston. But um, it is a, yeah. a but, different. But I think Brand B's done a nice job building a team up there the last couple seasons. I think they've done a nice job building a whole roster. I just don't know if that was why they had to give up that much if if they were trying to move him. Uh, I understand but, the first rounder. I understand the first rounder, but the rest of it. But that's not. But but three three day three picks in addition to a first rounder isn't that crazy. I mean, again, Diggs is like Hopkins. He's another. He's a very good receiver in his prime. That still has like three years left on his deal. Like that's a that's a, but, a decent that's a but at decent. At the same time, we've seen we've seen just uh, Stephon Diggs go through some more significant lows in terms of his production. Than, For sure. I, I, For I, sure. I feel like DeAndre Hopkins has been one of the most consistent players. You know, in every yeah, single oh, yeah. game that he ever plays, whereas Stephon Absolutely. Diggs has definitely seen some lows in play. Uh, however, now that you're looking at that Buffalo receiving core, you have Stephon Diggs at, as the X, you have John Brown as the Y, and you have Cole Beasley in the slot. Who exactly nice- in in that trio are you going to cover? And plus, Devin Singletary is looking to make this make, make, make looking to make the sophomore leap. And you got Dawson uh, Knox at tight end too. You got a nice yeah. little collection of weapons there in Buffalo. All of a sudden, 
Yeah, it, it, it all comes down to whether or not Josh, uh, you know, Josh Allen can throw it in the relatively same zip code as where those receivers yes. are. He didn't do that that awful last season, but there was definitely still some erratic throws. Uh, people are still a little iffy on his footwork and his decision making. Uh, you know, his ability as a runner yes. is what really That's surprised what people coming out of college. Uh, you know, so I think it's all down to Josh Allen to use uh, use these tools effectively because that defense is also getting a whole lot better as well. <laughs> A hundred percent. And I think Diggs, Diggs is an interesting guy because Diggs is a guy like John Brown where yes, he's known like, like he is a vertical threat, but he, but Diggs like, he's a very good route runner. He can, he can, he can run the entire route tree. Like that's what you want in Buffalo. And Josh Allen was surprisingly effective in short to intermediate passing last season. So I think this is, I think this will just further help him out as another guy he can go underneath to another guy he can go over the top to. So I think, I think just adding another versatile, a versatile weapon in the passing game is really going to help out Josh Allen. There's only one problem I have with this entire deal. Is he complained about Kirk Cousins and his and his like uninspired play at times in Minnesota? How is he excited about playing with Josh Allen? Because Josh Allen, if you thought Kirk Cousins was annoying to play with, Josh Allen's gonna piss you off a lot more, I would imagine. At least, at least Kirk Cousins is inspirational. Yeah, well, at least Josh Allen. I guess, yeah, yeah, at least and, Kirk Cousins but, likes like Creed. He knows how to rock out. <laughs> Kirk Cousins um, is unlike, like a diehard unlike, Christian who doesn't swear. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well. But but he knows how to but he still knows how to rock Liam. Okay, I, uh, I, I guess so. He also knows how to you know throw <laughs> seven yard outs like you know seven yards. Slide. Yes, exactly. So I guess I guess the the distinct possibility of throwing of actually catching more deep passes is probably very exciting to Diggs. Other than that, I mean, like, did he watch that playoff game against the Texans? Because Jesus Christ, if I had to, oh no, not Josh Allen. Because like some of the things like again he and he was a lot better last year, but holy shit, some of the decision making in that playoff game was unbelievable, at least stupid. Yeah. All right. So to to, to wrap up the show, we're gonna go. Uh, we're, we're gonna talk about some skill position players. You know. So th- again, this is a fantasy show uh, normally during the season, so we definitely got to add an element of fantasy in here. What skill position players? If you guys need to, you know, uh, let, let's choose two apiece. Uh, Chris, two skill position players you think are gonna be the most affected. Uh, by the uh, the recent QB carousel. All right, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll, or I'll other take, player I'll take, movements. All right, so I'm gonna go with the guy. I'll, I'll do one up and one down. So sure. I'll start with down, and I'm gonna go with John Brown in Buffalo, because like like we just said, Diggs. I mean, Brown had a very nice season. I mean, I mean, Liam and I consistently touted the how consistent he was last year. I mean, he, him. There was a period for a long stretch of the season where him and Michael Thomas were the only receivers that got at least 50 yards per season. I have 50 yards per game for like extended period of time of the season. So, but, and Brown, obviously I think he'll be the number two, but not being the top guy, uh, I think makes him a long shot to be a th- another thousand yard uh, receiver. And I think as Liam said, Singletary, it, like, it really stepped up in the back half of the year in the passing game. So I think there'll be less volume for Brown. So I think for a guy that looked like as of last week, probably to be a fifth or sixth round option, I think he'll drop down to like the eighth or the ninth or the 10th, basically around the, around the spot where he was drafted last year with the addition of Diggs and the emergence of the other guys. A uh, guy that's up, I think, is Chris Godwin. Because I think in Tampa, I think Mike Evans is going to be the guy that's on the inside on the inside out. Because Evans is not – is basically, he's a vertical threat. He's been uh, – that's basically all he's done. I know that he's been the more consistent player. He's the, he's the veteran player. He has – he's never got less than 1,000 yards since he's entered the league, which is insane. Uh, but – he doesn't have the route tree that Godwin has. I think Godwin is going to have a lot easier time getting on the same page as Brady because he's, he's a more refined player as a route runner after the catch, all that shit. So I think that I think he'll, I think Godwin's going to eat. I'm, I'm uncertain about the rest of the Tampa Bay options, including Ronald Jones and OJ Howard, but I think, I think Godwin is going to have no, no problem getting on the connection uh, on, on the same page as Tom Brady. Also a contract here for him next year. So I think he's going to have added incentive to perform because he's going to, he, he's in line to make a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Also red zone option, huge, like huge, big body red zone guy. So is Evans, but I think Godwin is just an absolute killer. And I think that he miraculous somehow, some way has a good chance of topping his production from last year. And I think Godwin, if he was not already on the WR one radar for, for this season, he's there now. And he honestly, I think he has an outside chance of being a late first round pick. Oh, so I mean that that that's a pretty bold prediction, Aaron. What are you thinking? I think just I mean skill positions. We're including quarterbacks. Uh, are we? No, no. I think Deshaun Watson is going to go. That counts. That's pretty a skill. That's a pretty skillful position. I would say Deshaun Watson is is my down. Um, I would say pretty fair. 
uh, up is pretty simple for uh, me. Uh, I, I mean, think it's a little ballsy considering, I mean, they, they still have DeAndre Hopkins, right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh sorry. No, that wasn't a dream that, <laughs> that really happened uh okay you know not more so stability derrick henry man um i think he's gonna he's gonna stay on the same path he was because he's still healthy if he got injured like bad i think that would have been different for him and he'd go down also, I, I think that that that, uh, that Tennessee offense is going to run through him once again. I, I don't think they're going to want to hop off that gravy yeah. train anytime soon, especially considering they, they don't want to give Ryan Tannehill the, uh, too many opportunities to make that big deal look bad. That's another guy we actually didn't talk about. Uh, well, we, we didn't talk about the yeah. Ryan Tannehill deal. But you got, uh, because he uh, signed in so early. And yeah, so much has happened with Tannehill signed his extension that he kind of, he's kind of fallen off the, off the radar. Right, but I yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think I think that Henry has another year or two. I think I think that lack of volume at the beginning of his career is really going to help out now because I think he has another year or two before he completely hits the wall. Now, if I was Tennessee, I would handle that deal. I would handle him on a year by year basis. Don't make the same mistake that the Rams made with giving Gurley that deal. Don't make the same mistake that Dallas is going to eventually look stupid for giving Elliott that amount of money because Henry has 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 already had some minor injury problems. And I think giving him a long contract is a friggin' mistake, especially when you intend to give him the ball 900 times a game. And he doesn't even have the relief. Uh, uh, he doesn't even have the relief of catching passes. Cause I mean, that guy's, he's just, he's just lining up behind the friggin' lining up behind the quarterback and, and you're stuffing it into his chest 30 times a game, which is not good in the long term, man. Not good in the long term. Yeah. All right. So for me, uh, so trending down, this might be a little bit of a surprise, but also that's also not to say this person is going to have a bad season because I don't see that happening at all. I'm saying CMC, Christian McCaffrey, is going to have a slightly more uh, down really? season. Yeah, because huh. be, because I think he's going to be one of the only legitimate threats as a runner on that offense. Whereas I think uh, defenses had to had to account for Cam Newton. Now, true, he played alongside Kyle Allen uh, the majority of last for season. Most of last who, season, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, exactly. However, I al I also think that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a much more accomplished thrower. I think that he's going to be. I uh, you know, this person isn't my up, but I think DJ Moore is going to have a have, have a slightly more productive year. Uh, uh th thanks to Teddy Bridgewater's um, you know, kind of precision as a, as a quick rhythm passer. You know, who, although who's to say uh, Christian McCaffrey's also, you know, he 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 could uh, you know, he could capitalize on that thousand thousand yard uh, season once again. But at yeah, the same time, I, mean, I, I I think de I think defenses are going to try to shut him down and dare Teddy Bridgewater to throw um, in, in order to beat them. Um, and in terms of my up, now this is really dependent on who the Patriots sign at quarterback, but I think Nikhil Harry uh, has, has the chance. If it's somebody like Dalton or Stidham uh, coming in a quarterback for the New England Patriots, I think Nikhil Harry is able to make the jump because I think this quarterback puts in a little bit more uh, effort in terms of building a chemistry with him as opposed to the ages Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone is happier to see Tom uh, to see Tom Brady leave the Patriots than to kill Harry. That poor kid is probably just like some of them. Or Jacoby Myers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It's probably Jacoby Myers because he played more last season. The two, yeah, of them, the right. two of them, they're, they're probably they're probably texting back and forth like, finally, the Grandpa ages Tom is out of here. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is because like Jacoby's like he never learned my name. <laughs> exactly. He was calling me Jake. It doesn't matter if it's Stidham or Dalton or Winston or Rich Gannon or whoever they bring in <laughs> to play quarterback. I'm pulling for Rich Gannon to make a comeback. It's gonna be it's gonna be a story. Rich Gannon yeah. at fifty. Throwing looking, throwing passes. Looking at, um, looking at some of these rosters with quarterbacks, I was like David Bluff. Like David what? Bluff. David Blau. David Blau? David Blau. You mean he 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 had he threw a couple touchdowns against the Bears on Thanksgiving last year. It was very depressing. Uh, oh, um, and Denver Drew Locke, that guy's there. Hell Enver. yeah, really? This is a party starter, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> who, who, he looked. Did you he, see him rapping on rapping the other day? <laughs> yeah, he he rapped on he rapped on uh, my city, my friggin' uh, Petey Pablo. Man, the uh, the, or, the quarterbacks on the Cincinnati roster after where? My, I mean, Jersey, sorry, Patriots. Ryan Finley and Jacob Dolegala. Jacob who? Yeah, but the, the but the Bengals are gonna draft Joe Burrow, so it yeah. doesn't matter. But yes, Ryan Finley. If Ryan Finley, if Dalton gets traded, Ryan Finley will indeed. Ryan Finley's gonna probably be the backup for next season. That that's gonna be a, a very young quarterback room. 
It is. Yeah. When Ryan Finley is your friggin' backup. Yeah, I, I think Cincinnati, they're going to have to carry three quarterbacks. They'll, they'll, they're going to probably pull a Cleveland and bring in some friggin' like, and bring in some like 39 year old friggin' bum. coming back for another year, yeah. baby. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. Unfortunately, Chase Daniel already got signed by the Lions, so they can't bring him in, which is a real shit. The, the Lions are real, the, Lions real and, the Lions and Dolphins. Let me just say they're signing everybody who's ever sniffed New England in, in the in the last few I, years. I just love how yeah, because I love how that's 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 the strategy when you get a t- when you leave the Patriots, you just try to bring in as many former Patriots as possible. The, I think the only I think the Giants are the only one that's guilty of not signing any uh, ex Patriots right now. Yeah, no, Joe Judge uh, definitely trying to build his. Uh, they signed a. Uh, what was it, Byron? No, no, Byron Jones got signed to the Dolphins, actually. With the Dolphins, yeah. yeah. That was one of the most jaw-dropping signings of all to me. Yeah, that, that really uh, was. Was it the money I, I or was, the, was it the name value? It wasn't the money because I think Jones is actually a really nice player and he's amazing in man coverage and he also had, he's also mad versatile because he started a bunch of games at corner and safety. It was just like, I can't believe he's going to Miami. I knew Dallas wasn't able to afford him because they, they re-signed Amari Cooper and, they're, and they still have to pay Dak. But I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Miami. Miami. I didn't think Miami was going to be a player for free agents this season. Miami went from and like – they very much have been. Miami went really quickly from let's trust the process to the Colts signing Andre it, Johnson and Frank Gore. Like it exactly. was just like no, we're, no, we're going all went, in. I got a better – I got a better – they went from trying something new to being the Dolphins again. Because yeah. <laughs> this, this was the old Miami strategy under Jeff Ireland. They would just sign whoever <laughs> would come to them. They'd be like, oh, here's $90 zillion, Nadamakin Sue. Oh, hi, Brett Grimes. Here's a big bag of money. Say, back when the Chargers were in San Diego, granted, I mean, the Spanos family sucks. So, um, but like, I don't understand how attracting free agents to Miami and San Diego is tough. Like, I do not understand that. Because would you not just. No state tax, right? Granted, with the athlete tax jumping around a bunch of places, that makes it kind of tough. But that's why you have signing, like that's why you negotiate everything as a signing bonus instead, because then it's like upfront, and you don't have to worry about you know the city of Phoenix taking your money. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't understand how like you can't like how we struggle down here in Arizona to attract free agents. Be like uh, our weather well, because I, I think hot. because the. Because your steering because, wheels melt in the parking lot. That's why. Because the NBA is the only league where the players actually care about where they live. The NFL people don't give a shit. They'll go. They'll go to a team. I think your answer of why people don't go is because the Florida teams stink in the NFL. Yeah, That's poorly why. managed. You know. And, I, mean, I mean, you can make an argument for the Bucks though. At this point, they've actually won a Super Bowl in the last twenty years. They have, yeah. but they because they had one of the most loaded rosters. I like just loaded with Hall of Famers, and basically, it was kind of lucky one because John Gruden uh, inherited Tony Dungy's team and then played a team uh, coached by his former assistant. So uh, <laughs> he knew everything they were going to do, and he, it, it it went out. It played I think out accordingly. Won that Super Bowl without without John Gruden. If Tony Dungy had still been the coach, they would have won that Super Bowl. You no, know, I agree, but I think Gruden was put in a scenario where imagine if he had to play, I don't know, like the Patriots that year. Who knows? Like who knows it would have played out differently because well, he had the Patriots were that, matchup, that, that matchup, year. They were not they that matchup great. was a cake. No. And you're right. And Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady in 2002. I, I, I understand that. He was you know, Bob I know that Brady. Sounds, <sighs> no, that sounds remarkably stupid. I know, but like, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't like, Oh yeah. Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady in 2002. What I should say is Tom Brady wasn't the man, the myth, the legend Tom Brady in 2002. He wasn't greatest quarterback to ever play the game Tom Brady in 2002. That's what I meant. Not, obviously, oh, his yeah. name was still Tom Brady. <laughs> but I, I, I've been caught up. There, I have to explain it because I said that. I've said that before. People are like, oh, like, what are you talking about? He was Tom Brady. Like, yes, he still technically was Tom Brady, but he wasn't the legally. Tom Brady you are worshipping. He was exactly. the guy yes, who legally. Couldn't win the job at Michigan with a dude that also played baseball. That that was tough. Drew Henson, baby. Yeah, <laughs> who was drafted? Yeah, what? No, was, he, was Drew Henson drafted like in the second round or something by the Cowboys? He was drafted. I at, think it was a little bit lower than that, but it was before Tom. They didn't yeah, come yeah. up the same. Year, Br- Brady and Pennington were the came only, out the year after. Brady and Pennington were the only uh, quarterbacks in that draft class that ended up doing anything. So. 
Yeah. Uh, hey, man, don't disrespect Mark Bulger. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. The, 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 he started for the Rams for a couple seasons. The greatest show on turf. No. And Brady also, again, since it says this is a time, it says obviously Brady's, Brady's uh, moving to Tampa is obviously the biggest story in the NFL in a very long time. But can we also, can we have one narrative that really just needs to be killed forever? Is that the other teams were stupid for not taking Tom Brady? If you looked at Tom Brady's college resume, <laughs> you wouldn't even thought he was going to be an okay starter. There is no, no, and that's why I love how like the revisionist history crafts like I knew he was special. No, you did it. No, you did not. No one, no one. No, this, this is this no is what one. happened with Tom Brady. Um, same thing happened with Gardner Minshew, and we don't know what Minshew will be like in a couple of years. But uh, Drew Bledsoe got injured, and uh, yes. Tom Brady ended up playing well and playing very well. Correct. And, you he know, seized just- an opportunity. He was a hidden gem. That happens. Believe it or not, people can get lost in the shuffle. There was nothing about Tom Brady at Michigan that would lead you to believe that he was going to even make the NFL, let alone turn into a friggin' Hall of Famer with six F championships. Like, get that shit out of my face with the revisionist history. Like, you knew he was going to be special. You you could have argued. I I've, I've never done this, but I probably can, I probably should considering that we're all under F and quarantine. I would love to read. Sh- magazine stories and local media stories here after 2002. So they had one championship. So after that 2002 year when they didn't make the playoffs, like what they were saying about Tom Brady. Oh, there was probably at that some very time, not you, nice things. If, 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 you could uh, argue in 2002 was like, oh, it was a nice Cinderella story. Like this guy's going to be nothing. Like bring back Bledsoe. Bring back I don't know. Bledsoe. I don't know what the narratives were. I but it's, like, it's, Especially after Bledsoe drop. won the AFC championship. Exactly. Which which I forgot, which is yeah. ridiculous. I watched that. I I literally forgot that Bledsoe came in and won that and won that game. I completely spaced that out. <laughs> right, just kind of lost uh, in the back of your mind again. Revisionist history. He went out and outdueled. He went out and outdueled Cordell Stewart out in Heinz Field. It was oh, remarkable. Man. Cordell Stewart. Remarkable. That's I don't even know if Heinz Field was open then. I should say Pittsburgh. And Charlie Batch. And Charlie Batch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, I, don't, don't, time don't, my life. He's a batch man, baby. I, I think uh, I think we should do while while this horrible situation is going on in the world. I think we should just do a weekly recap of remember that guy. We just sit there and, and just mention the <laughs> player's name and just go off for like oh yeah, I remember what that guy did. I remember that time. It would be remember Damian Woody. Out. Damian yeah, exactly. Woody. Like, what Woody has had a few extra sandwiches and is currently very big in a suit on ESPN. <laughs> or I was say, my my man's on Rohan ESPN Davey. right now, so Damian Woody is not really a guy that I don't I, like. He's not like that random because he's still like involved with the league somehow. But you said Rohan David, that's a guy I could talk about. Yeah, one of Rohan the greatest Davey. NFL Europe players of all time. <laughs> exactly, he brought he the rain fire like much some... glory. I, there was I remember watching NFL Europe way back in the day. There was some Asian, there was some dude from Japan, like starting at wide receiver, and he was like in that like they had a the NFL had like a, a draft of NFL Europe players because they had assigned players like a minor league, and then they also had players that were directly yeah. contracted to the NFL Europe teams. And this dude was like just drafted by a team uh, from the NFL Europe draft and was supposed to come and be something. And nothing ever happened. It was like when NFL Europe He's like, died, kind of like it, Jimmy J. I, I liked watching those games because they were oh, different. Tim. And the Germany games were always like there's like thirty thousand people. The the German football league is still fire. very much a thing. Yeah, uh, ger- German yeah, football players. The, only professional. Yeah, that, the guy the Vikings took a few years ago. Yeah, Morris Morris. Like, yeah, exactly. That dude. That dude came over from Germany. He didn't do anything, but hey, like it just proves to. Sh- I mean, it goes to show you. I mean, like you know, but is wasn't there a freaking Australian rugby player who played with the Niners too? Uh oh uh, yeah, Jared uh, Hayne played New Zealand. games, and then uh, uh yeah 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 did nothing, and then was yeah. on the, their practice squad, and then uh to play, tried to play sevens for Fiji. That dude was nuts. The fact, I mean, he would have still been on the roster if he didn't quit to try and make the Olympics. He was just like he thought he was like God's gift to humanity as an athlete. I was like, hey, that, I'm going to make the that's league seven players team. for you, man. Didn't, didn't, you know, guess what? Guess what? Uh, guess what? Ebner did though. Same year went to the Olympics. Boom. So sucks to be Jared Hayne. 
exactly. There, there, there is a rugby league player that's like an offensive tackle for Philadelphia who was drafted at like 19 or something. Like, uh, I don't know his name. He's, he's a big boy. No clue. Like I know, I, I know the, the puncher for the Cleveland Browns was a rugby player, Austin Colquitt. So, Britain Colquitt. I, I believe he just saw with the Vikings, actually. I definitely oh. want to do some like where the where were they now uh, <laughs> type shit's hilarious. <laughs> All right, well, I, I mean, I mean, realistically, no, realistically, we could just sit here. I mean, we, we could just do we we could do a, a month's worth of shows just just to entertain ourselves of just crap. Just crap. <laughs> now, would it be entertaining to an audience? Probably not. Would it bring me joy? Yeah, it would. And that, I think that's all that matters. All right. Well, oh guys, uh, I, I think that about wraps up the free agency frenzy episode of Earful of Fantasy. Uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in. My name is Liam Poach. I'm j- we're joined by Aaron Castro and, of course, as always, Chris Maitland. Here more often with this thing. Yeah. That we've yeah. No. Uh, honestly, Aaron, it was it, it was great to have you. And maybe who knows? Maybe we'll just transfer yeah, to Earful of Football rather than just fantasy. <laughs> but uh, right. any final thoughts, guys? Uh. Nah, it's this. Pay Kenyon Drake. Um, pay Kenyon Drake. I can. That's all we'll I got. Pay him six. <laughs> eighteen for three. Eighteen. Eighteen. That's for all three. I got. That's what I'll pay. <laughs> all right. Bye. You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats. <laughs>